I feel like we've done this before. I feel like I feel we've like done, we've done, this, done before. this before. Reboot from Asteroid G. You're listening to Not So Live from Asteroid G, voted most likely to be a podcast in high school. I'm your host, Mike Finkelstein. With me, as always, is... Josh Schaefer. Queen Bee from the Fire Nation. Ooh, ooh, and, and Bex from the Water Nation. Josh, what nation are you? I, I, I forgot that we were talking about Avatar, and I was going to say Fire Lord Josh. <laughs> we, but... And the funny thing is, in, in like, the, the discussions off mic, we literally said, let's do the Avatar reboot. Hey, it's okay. Honest to God, I'm with Josh. I'm like, oh, wait, I got to say my name. And then he yeah. was totally on the ball remembering what we were doing, because <laughs> I was not. I, just I was, I was still thinking of... Uh, Ben Schwartz being Dewey Duck. Oh, okay. (laughs) We had a lot that we talked about between these two casts that we're recording today. That is fair. Um, So, as as we noted, just joking about the fact that people forgot what we were talking about, we are going to be discussing Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, We are actually going to be talking about rebooting this show, but in this particular instance, because we've never talked about it on mic before in any of our podcasts, like officially... But you're Mike. Shh. I want to, get, I think we get should... off my husband. No, <laughs> on, I'll get on, <laughs> on I'll get hey, on him. Hey, I, I know my place. It's behind you and Hecate, and I'm okay with that. Okay. Good. So <laughs> I think we should actually do a little bit of an overview of Avatar the Last Airbender. So mm-hmm. for someone who's actually watched the show because I have not, please speak up and tell me about Avatar the Last Airbender. So you got you got this guy, okay? He's the Avatar. Um, is that the dude with the stupid arrow on his head? Yes, but okay. that is only that's, because he's from the, the Air Nation. Mm. Yeah, it's a tattoo. And it glows. Sure. But I don't think the other airbenders, they glow. I think it's just because it, well, he's, he's, he's the avatar. That's his avatar state. Yeah, it's his okay. avatar state. You've already bored me. <laughs> so what goes on in this show? Why do people give such a big shit about it? Because I don't. I can't get into well, it. So the first three or four episodes are kind of a little too kitty for my liking. And just that my wife has been trying to get me to watch Avatar for, I don't know, 10 to 12 years. <laughs> and I gave it an honest try a few years ago. And I couldn't get into it because I thought the first episode was too kitty. And I agree with that. The second episode wasn't much better. Okay. But... Then I just was like, oh, I want to see what happens next. I want to see what happens next. And, like, the the way that they develop the story and the characters is very nuanced. And just, you know, it's at first it's like, oh, these are stupid kids having stupid adventures with no real consequences. This is the most powerful person on the planet, and he's immature as hell, and I hate him, and I want bad things to happen to him because he annoys me, which doesn't really change throughout the series. But... <laughs> but they address it though like they address how immature he is and how and whatnot but but there's like a lot of character development and like history and lore that is just brilliantly done and yeah, yeah and like the the animation is pretty fluid too yeah. um and it, it like josh was saying it, it's like you, you're put into this world and it feels well developed it's not like they're figuring it out on the way it it's you you get to see it as you go through it, but it's there are so many details that you're just completely enveloped in it mm-hmm. to where you you can tell they put you know a lot of effort into thinking 
about yeah. this. So it sounds, in, in, it sounds to me like it's a lot like the Clone Wars show from Star Wars. Just, like, it takes longer to get into Clone Wars, like, a couple seasons or so before it finally hooks you, which Bex and I are watching through it right now, and wow, we are having problems getting through second season. At a certain point, it picks up, and it sounds like, in this case, Avatar is, what, like, six, seven episodes in? Ish, yeah. And, like, another good thing about Avatar 2 is that it talks a lot of, about a lot of, uh, like real world issues veiled as parts of the story, like racism, yes. gender inequality, mm-hmm. um, animal abuse, like, like, uh, everything like this. It's very high in philosophy and, um, and, uh, morality and ethics. Um, yeah. Like, like each episode is one of those, like, Hey, we're going to teach you something good. Yeah. And, and you don't really, sometimes you don't really see it. Like, like where they're going, it's like where it's like why are they talking about this? And then like six episodes later, you're like, holy shit, this is this was what they were doing with that. So, mm-hmm. but, but I, I I will say in in comparing it to like Clone Wars or whatever, I feel like I feel like Clone Wars almost is one of those okay, we're we're establishing lore on our way, whereas Avatar feels like they began with the lore even before they started writing the script. Yeah. yeah well, they, it, have it, the, they have this really nuanced, um, detailed backstory of how we got to where we are now. Yes. Mm-hmm. So when you are first introduced to Aang, it's a hundred years before the story, story even starts. So, because you have to see his backstory in order to understand. Aang and then they also... Yes. the avatar and then they also explained that where you are now has started because the fire nation um has basically taken over the world due to their uh one you know violent past and the the fire nation has basically torn asunder i guess the fire nation had the last airbender or not airbender but avatar because it cycles mm-hmm. through all of the all of the four. So oh, you have the air, yeah. you have the fire, you have the water, and you have the earth. So um, every generation, I guess, has, it's very similar to Buffy, um, a new avatar is brought forth. Okay. And then um, as the as that avatar dies off, then a new one is chosen. So it's very similar to the the Buffy backstory yeah. okay that's cool because i always oh. thought that like the air nation was like just sparsely populated and you know they, the avatar was always that person because that's all i've ever seen of the, the mm-hmm. war. Nope. right no so basically uh the fire nation starts this hundred year war because they end up killing the avatar they have a whole story to explain why that happened etc etc um, Aang is brought forth, and then something happens to him, which brings him to the uh, hundred years later is when he kind of is reanimated, yeah. you could say, and then yeah. it starts the story off, and then you meet uh, Kira and uh, Sokka, who are the water um, from the Water Tribe, and those are the three main characters: Aang, Kira, Kiera, and Katara, uh, Katara, yeah. and uh, Soka. Are we are we sure they aren't like? Thundercats, because those are Thundercats' names. They they are. They kind of are. Um, But you do, I mean, it's, you know, I think everybody would agree that probably the favorite character isn't even a titular character. It's uh, uh, Uncle Iroh. 
Oh, yeah. So, so, so yeah. jokingly, this is my first reboot right here. It is uh, Thundercats, Lion-O, The Last Airbender. <laughs> I'd watch it. <laughs> I would watch that, actually. <laughs> but, okay. but, but yeah, but I would I would give it a serious try. Like, it's, okay. I'm not going to lie, it's, it's real you, tough getting through the get first through three or four episodes. One. No, you got to get through season one. It does yeah. just get better towards the end of season one. Yeah. But Uncle Uncle Iroh always has good parts. But oh yeah, he is like, if not number one, best character. Okay, yeah. So like after... If you start watching Ruby, um, Ruby's a little bit slow when it starts out, but I you get into it toward the end. I mean, the thing I liked about Ruby is that it's only five minute episodes, and like almost immediately, the girls like Scythe turns into a grenade launcher, and I was immediately hooked. Right. Ruby was just dumb fun. Yeah. It's stupid fun. Like, it has a story. Like, I think it actually slows down its pace over the last, like, couple seasons. But it's so breakneck and stupid early on that I was just hooked by it. And it's, like, it's the opposite for Avatar. It sounds like it's, like, the stupid stuff comes up front, but it's not, like, fast-paced. And then it eventually starts to build. Yeah. Okay. So, with all of that in mind, I am curious. Um... I know that, like, for some of you, uh, you either can't get into Legend of Korra, the sequel, because it's slower and doesn't have the same energy, or uh, you'd, like, you'd much prefer just to watch Avatar. So let's just see, what would you guys do for a proper reboot of Avatar The Last Airbender? Bearing in mind that we already had an attempt at it once from M. Night Shyamalan, and that was wretchedly bad. So what do you guys and got? You're talking about a live action movie, yeah, right? Just that was that okay. one. Yeah. What do you guys got for me? Anything <sighs> well, you want, any direction. How would you reboot Avatar: The Last Airbender? Josh, would you agree with me that Peter Dinklage would be a great Uncle Iroh? Yes. Oh God, yeah. Aren't these the characters best. like Inuit or like Asian or something? Yeah. So they they are. Yeah. There's. That's another thing that's there's there's not very many uh I actually I don't think there's any But it's because it's based on an anime kind of style. Yeah. So... I think everyone's East Asian or um, Yeah, so while Islander. I agree that Peter Dinklage Asian. should go in everything, I don't think Peter Dinklage should go in this. Hey He could be the narrator. <laughs> <laughs> it's a reboot. Peter Dinklage could be in anything. Is he just this random white dude who just wanders into town? He's the magical white man? Make him hang. I don't care. No, no. You, you gotta avoid whitewashing this. Like, really. We gotta avoid that. Yeah. Okay, fine. Um, so no talk well, to the designer. I'm sorry. That's fine. He's well, the last samurai. Okay. You know, the one thing you can do is you can use white people so long as they're the bad guys. Great. The Fire so Nation. Fire Nation. I mean, it feels like the USA is on fire right now, so that's okay. I mean, weren't the White Nation people a bit more pale than all the others? They the were. Fire Nation? Yeah. yeah. Fire Nation. Yeah. Fire Nation was a little bit more pale. Asian. They were still Asian, but yeah, mm -hmm. they were they were more glow in the we dark just, than everybody else. We need to avoid the uh, the what uh, the 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 live action reboot, The Last Airbender, did where. All of the heroes were white, and the only people of color were the Fire Nation. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I saw a side-by-side yeah. -side comparison. Um, yeah. Like, there's a, there's a scene in Avatar, the cartoon, where Katara, who's 
a waterbender. Yeah. Um, she's she's training on waterbending, and she has kind of a um a duel of sorts with a, a waterbending master. Yeah. And the animation's beautiful, and it's fast paced, and it's badass, and she's she's kicking ass, and he's kicking ass. And then someone put the same scene from the movie and like waterbenders can like fling water, like bullets, you know, like it's real fast. And this scene has her build up like some water and it goes like two miles an hour at this dude. And he blocks it in the same amount of time that it took like both of them in the cartoon to have like a furious fight. fight. And it's just like her moving water, at a snail's pace towards this guy, and it's, like, supposed to be this epic thing that she's doing, and he's just, like, block it. Oh, jeez. The movie, and from what I remember, the movie did not treat her well at all. She was basically a damsel in distress. I've not... I have not get through the movie, so... I couldn't either. I, like, Becky and I watched the whole movie. That's the only Avatar I've actually managed to make it through, and it was... Ret- I don't hold that against the cartoon. I knew going in it was an M. Night Shyamalan, and I just wanted to hate watch it, and it is terrible. And you know, I don't remember a damn thing about it. You're lucky. <laughs> well, if you wanted to redo this whole thing with Asian actors, yes. I, I have I tried to... a list mm. of the 25 hottest Asian male actors Ooh, yes. So, yes. Um, he's, he's a kid. First... He should not be played by a hot dude. Well, it doesn't matter. I've brought up <laughs> number four. Coming in at number four is Daniel Day Kim. Where could we put Daniel Day Kim in this? What's he been in? Was it he, uh, the, he was the dude in Lost, yeah. Yeah. Let, let, let's make him Zuko. That'll be fine. Okay. Uh, he's a little old for Zuko. Like, he's these guys are, Hawaii he's 50. 5-0. Oh, damn. Um, let's see. Another one is another actor from Lost. I mean, you have to have John Cho in the movie, regardless. <gasps> yes. This like, is amazing. John yeah. Cho, God. Where to put him? John Cho? Okay. Yeah. You have Dave, uh, Dev Patel. If he was a little bit younger, he would have been a great Soka. You have oh, yeah, he would have been, yeah. From Walking Dead. Um, let's see. Uh, I feel like BD you get the Chef guy in, too. Yeah. I mean, there aren't a whole lot of young. Um, there's one Ben, but I don't think anybody, none well, of you are going to recognize him. We don't him. have to have, We're gonna have an entire, like, uh, K pop group come in and do some of these roles because uh, <laughs> these are kids. These are we're yeah. talking about kids for rebooting this. So yeah, because they're like what completely. Yeah. Um, unless you go uh, now, you can have people um, voice these actors. They don't necessarily need to. It doesn't necessarily need to be a live action. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's where I think there's too much of. They'd have to rely too much on special effects and green screens, and it will yeah. just feel like I feel like a, a live action movie isn't the way to go if you want to remake this because, like, it, it will look fake no matter what you do because of you're, of how you do it. You're absolutely and right. Then we're gonna have Peter Dinklage voice in Iroh. If we're yeah. going to do it, then it absolutely needs to be Rankin Bass animation. Yes, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Those weird styrofoam model things that they did. Come on. <laughs> no. Claymation would be yes, dope. Yes, yes, yes. I love claymation, though. Uh, but... Harry Housen, stop motion animation the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'd be more exciting than the last airbender that, uh, yeah, no, the it, Avatar. It 100% would. It was the, oh my god, that was so bad. Yeah. But I mean, I think there's a lot of Asian actors and actresses that could 
that could help voice like uh like I love Kim Jong, so he needs to be something. So what 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 story but, do you guys want to do for your reboot? I mean, the story is pretty complex. So like, and I think that's where the movie fails is because there's so many aspects of the story that they'll end up missing that are important to the overall story that it should, it would either need to be a, a trilogy, like, because the, the way that the series is split up is it's mm-hmm. book one, two and three. And, and have, it all to one. Yeah. So you have movie like book one, two and three for, for the reboots too. So you have a trilogy. So it's automatically like well, money right there. If you're Hollywood, you do book one is one movie. Book two is one movie. And then book two, three is two movies. Oh, of course. Why yeah. wouldn't you? You got to milk it. Remember, it's a Hollywood yeah. reboot. We got to milk this. Yeah. So you have a <laughs> quadrilogy. Oh, good word. Yeah. Um, Thank you, aliens, so... for that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, and, and there's like a an infinite amount of voice talent that you could lend to this. But you want to um, keep the you want to keep the adaptation basically straight, almost like Japanese anime style adaptation where they just kind of redo the same story over again. Yeah, I mean, okay. like, there's nothing. Like, I would take some of the kitty stuff out and the early episodes and tighten them up more. Tighten them up, and I would honestly like the the biggest thing that irked me about uh, or the last Airbender is I couldn't sympathize. Or like the Avatar, who's supposed to be the focal character Aang. in the entire movie. Yeah, okay. um, Aang yeah, annoyed it's me. Like, it's almost like Buffy the Vampire Syndrome. Like, yeah, you watch like, it for all the, everyone else. Yeah. Okay. Fair. And and there's a couple of other things that I would change too because I'm not one that usually really gets invested in like romantic relationships with characters, but I feel like they missed a missed the obvious choice of Zuko and Katara at being in a relationship. So I would change that too. So okay. I also thought lessons. that Aang, the character was too young. Yes. Personally. Like yeah, he needs me to too. be a little bit older and on par with Zuko to be a true nemesis. Zuko's yeah. like what? A five to seven years older than he is? Yeah, I think Zuko was like fifteen or sixteen and Aang is 12 or 14. Well, you, need to, you need to age those two up. Make them both about 20 so you can get a little broke back action going in there. <laughs> sure. I mean, I... there's that there. I mean, that would appeal to a completely different audience, but sure. <laughs> I think I think you'll get a lot of ladies into the, into the theaters at that point if you put a little of that in there. Oh, absolutely. So you have to make those two characters older. Yeah. You need to make the uh, supporting characters on par with those ages within oh, yeah. two different years. Mm-hmm. So that it makes sense that, you know, I mean. Well, that's, that's, I, I mean, in all seriousness. The after story is that um, Aang and Katara get together. And if you have that going on, there there really shouldn't be that much of a gap between them. And no. there's a lot of gap between them. Well, and that's, that's, yeah. that's the thing. That's that, like, in all honesty, if you're doing a YA adaptation, you really want these kids to be somewhere in like the 16 to 17 range. So that when they eventually do fall into some sort of love triangle, it's not creepy or weird. I mean, yeah. the very fact is the Star Wars prequels proved if you have a 16 or 14 year old falling in love with an eight year old, even if they do it <laughs> later in life, it's still creepy. It's still super creepy. Like, yeah. Are you an angel? Didn't you just like yeah. get off your mom's tit or something? Like, why are you hitting on me, child? <laughs> Back the fuck off. 
I'm a fucking queen. But what was weird was like it seemed like she was grooming him throughout the entire movie. I mean, I I got a sisterly babysitter bond off of them, not like, hey, let's fall into bed when you're a little older. Like, ew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like, I could understand him maybe crushing on her a bit, but then, you know, it should be one of those learning experiences of like, oh, wait, no, that's not for me because yeah. age yeah. and other things. Yeah, it's gross. Anyway, so B, do you have any thoughts on a reboot that you want to add in? Um, well, no, other than, you know, the characters need to be a little bit older for it to be a little bit more mainstream for everybody else to understand and enjoy. You'd still keep um, the story basically the same? Yeah, I, I would I would generally keep the story basically the same. The love interests for Soka later on, and there is drama there, so that's that's decent. Um, I would definitely change uh, who is Tough. It's Tough, right? Her name is Tough? Tough. Yeah, Tough, tough. yeah. Mm. Um, I would change her character completely because I didn't like her character um, to make her likable. I would make her likable. Or at least if she's going to be an asshole, make her a likable asshole. Yeah, for me, yeah, I as y'all heard my my thing with Tom, yeah. like, they, there are aspects of her that I really do like and I feel like there needed to be a bit more development of her to bring her in as a more important person in the group because... It, it, it was the thing of like, yes, she was overprotected as a child and she rebelled against that, but she still has a silver spoon. So of course she's going to be a brat about everything. And she's an earthbender, so she's very blunt. But still, it's, it, it's, it, I, I just feel it needed to be explored a bit more. But that was also the frustration with the original series and that like it's only three seasons and it sucks. And it's like, I kind of wish they, yeah. they could have spent a, like one more season of like to stretch Fleshing it out yeah. Yeah, yeah stretch each of the other seasons out a bit more to make just just a bit more you know yeah and also like one of the and i'm, I'm going to try to talk just in case mike does watch this so it's not spoilery but one of my favorite things about avatar was how they how they utilize like different types of storytelling to tell you something important without you realizing why they're, what they're setting up. Like, yeah. uh, like, uh, I think it was, uh, the fourth to the last episode or so where they had the big play that summarized everything that's happened. Like that was in, in my opinion, kind of genius storytelling because like there was a lot of stuff I forgot from the first two seasons. And then right after that, you had the series season or sorry, series finale, um, right after that play, so like little things like that, Mwah. brilliant. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and they did base the whole um, choosing an Airbender, at least for the uh, for the Airbenders themselves. They based it heavily on the Dalai Lama and how a Dalai Lama is chosen. So mm -hmm. it yeah. does have a lot of actual. Um, this is how they get chosen and the reason why. Yeah. In the Asian lore, so. Mm -hmm. I mean, it has a lot of those kind of points in it, which is really cool. Yeah, it has a lot of Eastern philosophy in it, like yeah. all types too. Like it has, like, uh, uh, like kind of Hindi philosophy and yeah. karma, and yeah, it even has the fucking chakras in there. Yeah. You know, to do an entire reboot, maybe you could do it like, um, what is that Asian show? Um, uh, Circus. Chef. No. <laughs> 
You're just like circus. Cirque du Soleil. Do it Cirque du Soleil it's style. Not Asian. That's French. <laughs> it's, well, yes, it is, but they have shows that go all the way around the world and they have one that's called Shu Yen. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, no. Okay. 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 Now. I want to say page with you now. So they could do it kind of Cirque du Soleil style and do it that way. Okay. So that I, have, cool. I have two. I have two, bearing in mind that I haven't done anything like watching this show. Like, all I know is the movie. So, mine are going to be out there and different. So, the first one that I came up with, because I'm not beholden to the original story at all, is let's, let's, let's keep some of the basic mythology, but let's set it like, I don't know, 100 years in the future. And you, um, you have a new avatar being chosen, and just because, you know, feminism and yay, let's make her a girl. Um... And then she's having problems with... Wait, no, I just made Legend of Korra. Um, so, that's not going to work. Let's just... Oh, well, no! <laughs> okay, okay, you can't just say you just made Legend of Korra only no, I just, I was because you made it. the Avatar a girl. Well, no, but I'm thinking about stuff. Do you have an idea about how we do it and where the Avatar is a girl? I mean, honestly, honestly, I, like, I was writing stuff down is, yes, have her be a lady. Okay. Um, but and soft. have it... Have it What's that? But not suck. But not suck. Because I'm, I'm kind of taking, like, pulls from Korra and from Toph. Okay. Or Toph. Where it's like, okay, it's a lady, but she's, you know, she's the Avatar, so she's used to being treated special. Okay. Um, but then, you know, she goes through, through some hard knocks to kind of tone her down. Um and well the the story does explain that avatars can be male or female like yeah. and they actually show a few that are female yeah in the i mean history of it so it's just yeah. that this per this particular incarnation is male yeah i mean cora is the avatar and she's a lady yeah yeah and uh ang was that one yeah uh, avatar kiyoshi was a lady too yep yeah, Kiyoshi. I would watch a movie yeah, about let's, her. Let's actually, I was going to say, yeah, let's just so a, a do a series around Avatar Kiyoshi. Yeah, yeah. prequel. Yeah, she was awesome. The yeah, other she was one, a badass. The other one I had was, and this is actually much more serious, um, the thought was that, like, using the idea of the Fire Nation as a, as a building off point, let's say that we have an Avatar who doesn't try and maintain the balance and doesn't try and uphold, like, the spirit of, like, being the Avatar. And they abuse their power. And then when they die off, like, in a big war that they start, um, and they cause the whole imbalance and one of the nations tries to take over the world, um, the Avatar just goes away. It's the, It stops being a thing. And then, like, when it, go, when it disappears, the whole magic of the four elements kind of bleeds out with it. And then, like, 100, 200 years later... People start like thinking that this this whole mythology was just that was just a myth. There are some people who still do like elemental worship, but like no one actually believes that this the magic of bending actually exists. And then suddenly someone becomes the avatar again, and it starts oh. fits off this whole story of like what is it? What's going on? What am I like? Like you could almost do it like X Men style mutant thing where someone's like, oh my god, someone has these powers. We must shun them and whatever. And like it's bringing the magic of bending back and showing like how it can be used to unify the world instead of these constant wars that have been happening for however long this has been going on. Oh, so I like that. I've never actually watched Avatar. You got the first part almost 100% there, Mike. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, and honestly, like, I could see... It is up until Aang gets it. 
and I can see this actually happening like post Legend of Korra, even though I haven't like seen it, but I see kind of like where it's going. Uh-huh. It's very all anti-bender, so you got people wanting to kill off all the benders. Well, I mean, like, I watch oh. Futurama. I'm pretty anti-bender. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, there is also a thing where the the lineage of an avatar will cease if the avatar is killed while in their avatar state. Huh. Correct. Yep. Look at me. I can write this kind of shit. <laughs> Way to go, nerd. Way to go, nerd. 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 <laughs> anyway, do we have any other thoughts or are we good? I think we're good. Okay. I think we're good. Cool. Yeah. Well, this has been a really odd reboot episode from Not So Life from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Nicholstein. I'm Fire Lord Josh. This time. <laughs> this time. I killed my father. Oh. <laughs> I'm Queen Bee. I'm changing to the Earth Nation. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm Box. I'm, I'm staying water. Water all the time. <laughs> water for life. <laughs> Homies. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> And we will see you next time.